Hello and welcome to Irreverent Testimony brought to you by Netroots Radio, the political podcast for millennial and Gen Xer types from a left-wing perspective. It is Saturday, October 27th, 2018. We are mere 10 days, do I have that right, till election day? Um, and a lot of a lot of horror in the news this week. Uh, some of it was only potential horror, and then today we had actual horror uh, based on right-wing fanatical terrorism. Uh, and that's where we are. And the media is very trying very, very, very hard to whitewash it and bring a both sides narrative and bring a thoughts and prayers narrative. And we're going to tell you how it is legitimately as we do. I'm Travis. I'm Rachel. And uh, where to start? I actually want to start with something that even sort of blew up before Caesar Sayoc, the guy down in South Florida, and I've got a lot to say about South Florida being from there. Um, right, right before him, there was a guy who went into a Kroger, yep, and shot a couple, a, a white guy, a middle-aged older white guy, who went into a Kroger grocery store and, oh God, I forgot exactly where now. I think somewhere in the south. Um. And shot a couple of uh, black patrons at Three Kroger. black people. What the media didn't really cover about that, not extensively, was that immediately before he did that, he had tried to storm into a predominantly black church um, to ostensibly shoot a bunch of people. Now, it's... I don't know. I, I think the church was, like, closed and there, there weren't parishioners in there at the time even. From what I understand, and you know, I may not be 100% correct about that, but that was his intent. That's what he was trying to do. And then when that failed, he just went into the Kroger and shot some people, was confronted by a guy in the parking lot, and said, White guy. White guy with a gun. Pulled out his own gun. He pulled out his own gun, and the, the shooter said, Hey, white people don't shoot white people. I was just ostensibly shooting the black people. Right. Uh, and then they, alive. those two did get in a firefight and apparently missed each other. And then cops showed up and then he was, yeah, he was taken alive, but injured. I think, I don't know. Um, the news didn't really do a great job of giving us all the details of that. I guess with everything else going on, they didn't really find it that important, but that was sort of the first the thing beginning of the horror of this week. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then then they uh, found the guy who's been sending the pipe bombs all across the country to predominant Demo- Democratic liberal figures or not even liberal figures, just people who have been critical of President Trump. Or like, President Trump doesn't like. Yeah, like former DNI Clapper, who is not a liberal by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, of course, this idiot thought he worked for CNN, which mm-hmm. is hilarious. I mean, he goes on CNN sometimes, but... and Yeah, he goes on MSNBC. He doesn't, he doesn't have a contract with any of these places. He's just a guest. Um, in any event, so, I mean, I'm not going to go down the whole list, but he, he sent bombs to Maxine Waters, to Joe Biden, to President Obama, to Hillary Clinton, to just down the list. Every, everybody that your dad hates and is muttering about, this guy sent the bomb to, essentially. Yeah. Um, and they caught him. He's this guy in in Miami, a guy named Caesar Sayoc, who is... A, a typical South Florida guy in a lot of ways. Uh, again, I'm from South Florida. And I want to talk about this guy a little bit 
before we get into what's going on today, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. I just, I feel like this week is just, uh, I don't know. It's just violence compounding on violence, compounding on violence, compounding on violence. It's just, um, it's overwhelming and, um, I'm really tired and I think a lot of you probably feel that same way um and this bomber guy like it just you just go down the rabbit hole and it just gets fucking crazier and fucking crazier and fucking crazier and I just don't know where (sighs) well let's go back to Charlottesville for a second right yeah something something happened in Charlottesville that really set off alarm bells for a lot of people and Mm -hmm. and and said, hey, we're setting the stage for things like what we've seen this week. And it was mostly ignored. And what I mean by that is not the fact that a bunch of white supremacist Nazis, Nazi men went storming through the streets, chanting Jews will not replace us and then committed acts of terrible violence. And we all know what happened there. What, what the part that really was eye opening was the president's response to that. Uh, we all know, uh, you know, fine people on both sides and most of the media response was condemning, but not all of it. And there was a lot of whitewashing and certainly Republicans tried to minimize that a lot. And what the message it sent was, you know, that's okay. This is okay. This is okay. It's okay now. You can do that. Yeah. You put in some blanket language about violence being wrong. And then you sort of do false equivalents with Antifa or whatever. And then you move on so you don't, as Trump and the Republicans, alienate that part of the base that showed up to vote for you who usually doesn't get involved in these things. The, the, the dog whistling turned into whistling really ignited a part of this country that they frankly need to win elections. And that was... Prior to this, um, rightly uh, silenced and um, shamed, and and they they sort of, you know, your racist uncle or whatever. Like they sort of stayed in their own circles and they didn't really get involved and they felt that their voices weren't being heard because they espoused and thought things that everyone else found reprehensible. Um, and so we didn't have you know, public debates about racism, um, giving weight to people who, um, you know, Nazi, white supremacist, racist ideologies were just not taken seriously. And so these people sort of stayed in the shadows and didn't Mm -hmm. really like engage in public discourse. They didn't have a safe space. They didn't have a safe space. Now they do. They do. So much so now that we see something like Charlottesville happen and we see the president of the United States say the things that he said. And really that was just the, like the kickoff yeah. to it's okay. Yeah. And I think it's, it's not just right racism cause we have to get into the erasure of trans people. And, um, I mean, I'm really scared for the people in my life and, myself and and the people that I love like 
we're we said this before as a like warning like we're in danger and now it's here you know let's let's roll back um let's go all the way back to 2009 janet napolitano and this guy i forget his name uh right after obama was elected wrote a yes a, and a very important document about the the rise the warning of the rise of right-wing extremism yes and how that is probably the most dangerous threat that we're facing you know going forward in terms of terrorism right domestic terrorism yep republicans and right-wing media saw an opening in there because one thing because Obama had just been elected and they said between the first African-American president, the economy being in bad shape and all these other factors, mm-hmm. you know, this is something we need to be on the lookout for. And, and the return of a lot of veterans that that was. A well, hold on. I'm getting people, I'm getting yeah. to that. that. That's what the right wing seized upon. Right. They they saw that and they said, oh, here's an opening for us to to go after uh, Napolitano and, and new black president and, and get some currency and, and rile some people up. Because we know people are going to be pissed that there's a black guy leaving the country. Right, right. And then this report comes out and there's this this beautiful little opportunity here to do some, you know. On, on two fronts, right? The first front being how dare they they call it right wing. Right. That that implies that everything They're having to do with. politicizing domestic terrorism. Right, with, and, rep- with being Republican right. or being conservative is terroristic, which is, of course, not what they're saying. Nope. And two. What Janet Napolitano was actually saying was that returning veterans are targets for recruitment and brainwashing. Yes. Not that veterans are Nazis. Right. They said they are targets. Right. And that we don't do a really good job of dealing with the post-traumatic stress disorder that exactly. a lot of veterans deal with and feel. Mm-hmm. And so that makes them really likely targets and really um, could be like easily recruited. Yes. Not that they're bad people that they but that that we don't do a very good job at caring for our veterans when they return. Yeah. And so because of that, um they're targets. They're targets and they and they're really like potentially really it's like an effective targeting mechanism mm-hmm. because of their PTSD. And the Republicans just yeah. took hold of that and said, oh, they're attacking our veterans and they don't support our troops and they think that all Republicans are domestic terrorists right. and, and look at how polarizing this is. Yeah, John Boehner and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Big Weed Entrepreneur now and a bunch of other Republicans in the Senate and, of course, Right Wing Radio and Limbaugh and Fox News and all the usual suspects uh, jumped in and jumped up and down and, and it worked. Yeah. Janet Napolitano was actually pressured into sort of walking it back. Yep. Saying, okay, yeah, whatever, don't worry about it. Right. Um, and here we are. And here we are. And here we are. Now, now, look, I, I don't know that in reality, the ATF and FBI and other domestic and DHS actually said, okay, well, now we have to back off on our looking hard at these groups. No. Maybe it was just a public. Publicly, we can't say that out loud. But. We can't tell the truth. Yes. That's the first, right? We can't tell the truth anymore. Right. And. It's just, it's, and here we are, mm-hmm. right? Here we are. Here we are. And we haven't even gotten to what's this happened today in Pittsburgh. one week, in one week, there's just so much fucking violence, so much fucking violence, and it's exactly from where 
they said it would come from. Yeah. So if you don't remember all that stuff in 2009, I went ahead and retweeted a bunch of it and a bunch of the stories that were published at the time and uh, a lot of quotes from the Republicans who got their backs up about this this and equated themselves with terrorists by doing this, which is really stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody says... If somebody legitimately says something about left-wing terrorism, right? Let, and, and there hasn't really been left-wing terrorism in, like, decades. Not really. No. I mean, they, they like to say Antifa is, but, like... No. Like, when, no. Is, the, when is the last time in this country you were worried about Bolshevik communist guerrillas bombing things? Like, in the FDR era or before that, even? Like, really, we have go way back. Most of the left-wing um, quote terrorism, and I refuse to call it that because it's property damage, right? Well, um, no, there have been real, there has been in this country real left-wing terrorism, but we're talking about almost 100 years ago when that was like a legitimate thing. I would argue that. No, no, there, there, was, there was legit, quote, left-wing terrorism decades ago. Decades ago, but like not, it's not the same thing. But the point is, if there was, like I wouldn't as a liberal say, identify with that and say, stop picking on me. It is my only point, right? Right. Yeah. Like the guy who the guy who was supposedly a Sanders supporter and shot up the baseball field and shot Steve Scalise. I'm not identifying with that guy. No, I don't want anything to do with that guy. And, and I'll get don't to shoot people. I'll get to that in a second. But can can we talk about Caesar Sayoc now? Because that was going to be the whole show until this all erupted in Pittsburgh. Yeah. OK. So, so I read this Washington Post article, all the things we know about this man. And I had previously, before it was taken down, looked at his Twitter account that you sent me. Yep. For all, I mean, I think, I don't know, I don't know that it's been confirmed that it was his, but I think we can all agree that it was. Yeah, it's pretty sure it is, because Twitter took it down, like, right after I sent it to you. And it's just literally, like, the crazy ramblings of Trump's brain sped out. With pictures and captions that make no sense. And a little more blunt. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to clear the air about this Seminole tribe thing, because this yeah. is a thing that people are starting to latch on to. Like, he was a native in some way. He was not. Um, That's a very South Florida thing. I'll get to that. He was not. The Seminole tribe has said, like, he is not a member of our tribe. We don't even know who this person is. I don't know why he's obsessed with us, basically. But, like, he's not anything to do with us. Um, but he was a really crazy person, and he had this white van, and it had all of these fucking pictures on it of dead, hung black people, and swastikas, and targets, of, like the, I don't know what you call them, the like, target, crosshairs, crosshairs, right, on and, Hillary, on Clinton's, Hillary face. Clinton's face, and on Cory Booker's face, and on the CNN logo, and a lot of the people who he sent bombs to, um... He was a delivery driver in that van, which is sort of fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah, for a catering company. Yeah, I'll and get to that. That's another crazy angle of this. There's no, so many so crazy fucking, angles. It just gets worse and worse. And like his employer was like, oh, yeah, we made him park the van out back because we didn't <laughs> want to freak people out. And he definitely like said racist <coughs> weird things, but he never said he was going to hurt anybody. He yeah. always just said this one line and he said it all the time. And the one line was... If I had full autonomy, which is not what that means, uh, the Jews, the blacks, and the gays wouldn't make it. And his boss was a gay woman. And I'm like, 
And she's like, but like, you know, he was a good driver and good help. And he showed up on time. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, he did freak people out and he would send weird text messages to our employees that were like really racist and gross. But, you know, (laughs) good. I'm like, what is happening right now? What is happening? How? What? What? He's been arrested a million times. Uh, One of them back in 2012 for making a bomb threat. Yeah. So that's cute. Um, he, he was a former, he claims, I mean, who knows if this, any of this is true, right? But claims to be like a former stripper and also like run some like gambling business. And like, just, it's just, it's like, okay, here's, what? let me talk about this guy and talk about South Florida a little bit, because this guy was living in Aventura where, where which, we went. Well, where I lived. <laughs> Uh, Aventura was the last place in Florida I lived before I left Florida forever. It's about... Uh, it's cute for Florida. Uh, it's gross to it's me. Florida. I it's Florida. I mean, it's, it's awful suburbia. All of it suburbia. is awful. If, if you're on... If you're on uh, let's say you start on South Beach, A1A, and you head up north. Then you run into North Beach, where, which I used to live. Then you have like... Sunny Isles, where all the old people live. Then it's all where all the Russians live. And then you keep sort of going up the coast. And then you're right at the border of Dade and Broward County. Uh, you get to Aventura, North Miami. And it's swanky and it's upscale. And um, that's where this guy, most for the most part, there's some not that upscale, some middle class. But it's, you know, kind of upscale and, and, and upper class. And it's near the coast. And that's where this guy lived. Um, what seems what he, his profession seems to be that he was a driver for this catering company and he would ostensibly drive and set set up the food and do what you do when you're a driver for a catering company. Yep. And he was also a promoter of, of kind of he would promote it looked like AMA events. Uh, what is that? That's like the ultimate fighting stuff. Oh, he AMA. would promote yeah. those events. He would promote uh, mail. Who hires this person to do this? Why would you want him to be the public face of he anything? He would promote strip clubs. It's crazy. No, I'm asking seriously. Why would you hire this person to be the face of anything? Because in South Florida, nobody cares about anything. And, and I want to get back to the boss. We saw her interviewed. There's this older uh, lesbian, gay woman in her 50s, it looked like. And, you know, she's like, I'm very openly gay, lesbian. He would tell me I was going to hell and he hated the Jews and he hated the blacks and he said all this crazy stuff. But he was a really good employee. He showed up and 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 like, okay, if you've worked in the service industry and I have like, yeah, it's true. You'd have this revolving door of a lot of these people that they don't show up or they show up drunk. They no call, no show. They they curse at a at a at a shitty customer and throw something at them and then leave and then you're kind of in the lurch like that happens right that that's just like yeah. life in the in the service industry so yes i i good help is hard to find but jesus christ i like, mean for where fuck's do you draw sake, the line right? like like let me let me let me tell you She's, an example he's sending texts to your employees with racist things what what kind of what is happening that's very south florida everybody just kind of shrugs it off and is like oh that's that's crazy caesar <laughs> ha lol no like I... and also uh, but let me it, it is crazy to me though because okay in college when i lived in miami to get through college i basically worked all four years well i was in college for more than four years but the first four years i i worked at this sub sandwich shop 
making mm. subs and delivering subs. And my boss was this Iranian guy named Hamid. And he had moved fairly recently from Iran and opened the sub shop. And he was not especially a religious guy uh, or anything. But, you know, he was proud of his heritage and whatever. And, like, if you had said these, like, you know, racist, anti-Persian uh, things to him, like, he would have fired you. He would have said, fuck you, get the hell out of my store. He, it doesn't matter how reliable a, a, an employee you were. Right. Like, it, it just boggles my mind. I mean, you have to, you, uh, you've seen his van. It freaks people out. So you make him park it behind the store and you still employ this person. This is not a stable person. This is a crazy person. And then he is like openly saying all of these horrible, racist, anti-Semitic, homophobic things. And you're just like, well, whatever he showed whatever. Up for. I don't and, get but, it. And that was sort of her excuse was like, OK, I never saw this coming because he was a reliable employee like that. Doesn't Those two don't have anything no. to do with anything. no. So it's fucking nuts. It, it really is. But so this guy on that, like his he I just I know that, like, you know, the cops down there are busy, like harassing homeless black people. and brown people. But like maybe this guy would be somebody you might want to check out. I don't know. Just a yeah, thought. I, I don't I know. Mean, but the van is famous record of violence and. <sighs> What else was interesting about this guy? He he was not a lifelong Republican. No, he is, that's the really interesting. He's part. a registered Republican and only a registered voter. Now I think he tried to register in 2012, but he couldn't because no, he didn't that have was his an paperwork. Error. Or maybe that's what it was. He yeah. sent something out. So he registered the first time to vote in March of 2016, yeah. three weeks before the primary in Florida. Yeah, as a Republican. It, as a Republican, mm-hmm. it was. He wasn't registered in time. There's weird voting laws. There's also questions because he has felonies on his record. Why he was able to vote? Because in Florida, as a felon, you can't vote. Well, it turns out if you're white and you're a felon, you can do this thing called adjudication of the felony. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which makes it so you can vote. So there's a lot of like things that were swirling around, but this is confirmed now. He registered to vote. In March of 2016, so for the first time in his life as like a 56-year-old man, I'm guessing he looked at Trump and said, that's my kind of guy. Yep. Registered to vote so that he could vote for this man. Yep. And then he did. He voted in the primary and he yep. voted in the general. Yep. For Trump. Yep. So. I mean, we don't know how he voted, but he registered as a Republican and guessing just by his Twitter feed and his van, voted for Trump. Yep. Right? Not not a stretch to imagine that's the case. Right. Now, are, are we ready to talk about the fever swamp conspiracy theories that were floating around until yesterday? Okay, so this is really upsetting for me. Like, the first bomb that was discovered was discovered in George Soros's mailbox. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh, that's a joke. Fuck, and who cares? Right? Um, like, literally, even the media didn't take it seriously. They were like, that seems like a weird conspiracy theory, and maybe that happened, and maybe it didn't, you know. Uh, nobody really, like, it wasn't important until, oh, other bombs that look exactly the same showed up at Barack Obama's house, or, like, you know, for him in the mail, um, mm-hmm. and Hillary Clinton, and Joe Biden, Joe Biden and uh, Eric Holder, and Cory Booker, and Kamala Harris, and, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, shit, there's a fucking bomber. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And the first reaction from everybody conservative that's garbage was this seems really convenient timing and this must be some sort of like conspiracy conspiracy false flag, false flag. democrats are sending these bombs to right. make us look bad yeah everybody just from, so fucking crazy and not just alex jones everybody no. from rush limbaugh to lou dobbs to yes. geraldo rivera right the not Fox just the News really regulars. crazy people the really like mainstream crazy people well they're all the same now now, now they've proven apparently that they're all just alex all jones same. now yeah Sandy Hook kids don't exist or they're living in the Bahamas somewhere and like the bombs were sent by Democrats to make us look bad. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And they were they were all in on it, which which makes you think like, okay, either these people are extraordinarily stupid or, oh, my God, they really are this crazy. Because if you if you just take off your crazy partisan hat for a minute and think like, okay. There's this guy that sent these, you know, however many bombs everywhere. Thirteen. The FBI that we found so far is probably closing in on somebody, right? You really gonna bet the house on this is all gonna be proven to be some liberal conspiracy? Like, you really think that's that's how this is gonna turn out? Well, I think it's so cynical that it doesn't matter anymore. It literally doesn't matter anymore. They, they humiliated themselves with this? I no, mean, it's certainly no, their... No, because people, I swear to God, we're going to go visit my parents today. Oh, boy. In about two hours. I don't know if we're going to make it through I that. I don't think we are either, because I swear to God, it doesn't... We've completely... We've done such a... They, I'm sorry, they have done such an extraordinary job of delegitimizing the law enforcement and the... Um, the intelligence agencies in this country that I really swear to you that I fucking believe my dad will be like, FBI is not reliable. It's a hoax. This didn't happen. I don't care if he was arrested. Isn't it convenient that he had this van with all these images that just makes it look like some, I mean, I swear to God, it doesn't matter if the FBI is like, no, this is legit a guy that we like got his fingerprints and DNA. They're going to be like, nah, fake news, fake news. FBI is fucking dirty. Can't believe anything they say. Look at Mueller. Look at the witch hunt. Nothing that they say is valid anymore. And that was intentional. Mm-hmm. Right? The delegitimizing of our intelligence agencies has been intentional and methodical and is working. And now there's a crazy person sending pipe bombs to people. And my swear to, I swear to you, my dad's going to be like, nah, it didn't happen. It's all it's all bullshit can't trust the FBI. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, that's where we are. That's where we are. Can't trust the FBI. Too political. <laughs> Look at James Comey. Too political. You you could be right. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. If that happens, we're not going to stick around long. I'll tell no, you that much. No, I can't. I can't do it. But... Yeah, no, that that's that that is kind of where we are. But m- most of those people fell silent yesterday after this guy was arrested. Right. Go down the list and uh, Dinesh D'Souza and Ann Coulter and you know the usual suspects and Charlie Kirk and you know the, all the Twitter personalities and but it's just so weird to me they would they would they would put all their their chips on that that theory like and they're obviously not that well connected too, right? If I was a pundit, I would try to be all connected and see like, are, are they honing in on somebody? Is there other suspects, you know, before mouthing off, but. The fact that the bombs didn't detonate 
is really good for law enforcement because they can do things like they have the physical package so they can do things like pull fingerprints and pull yeah. DNA and there's yeah. evidence, right? Well, that, that's another um, point we should get to. None of the bombs apparently detonated and we don't know if that's was... The FBI for, detonated one of them because uh-huh. they were not sure that it was like they were a little terrified of it. Like it might just, just blow off. Up, yeah. Um, but the rest of them were able to be like examined before they detonated them. Um safely and that's how they caught the guy um and and they and they made it a point to say like these weren't hoax bombs these were legit explosive devices now they may not have been competently built enough to work effectively who knows but they were definitely dangerous right yeah so we we need more information about that and and does it matter it does it matter? It matters in the in the sense I of mean, it, I don't think this guy was necessarily smart enough to to be this cagey, but like it does matter in terms of if these were sent with with no chance of them ever exploding just to scare people or make a point, like, right? Like just a pipe with some wires coming out of it, right? Or if they know he meant to to blow up Joe Biden and Barack Obama, he just he wasn't competent enough a bomb maker to do it, like. You know, he 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 went on 4chan and got the instructions, like whatever. Right. Like And he, hey, shout out to the fucking postal workers. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well fucking done. I mean, I saw this report yesterday, um, where they went to this um this postal warehouse and it's like the size of ten football fields mm-hmm. and it you know processes like hundreds of millions of pieces of mail. And some postal worker was like, this looks suspicious. And it was a pipe bomb. You know, I mean, it's like shout out to fucking postal workers. Well done, y'all. Mm-hmm. And the Secret Service, who also screens uh, mail for like Hillary and Barack. But um, oh, and the fucking crazy part we haven't even talked about is uh, the Eric Holder one. So what about the Eric Holder? The one? Eric Holder one was addressed to him, but all of the return addresses were to, were Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Yeah, spelled Spelled wrong. And so the one that was intended to go to Eric Holder was returned <laughs> yeah. to Debbie Wasserman Schultz's office. They actually office. returned it to her, yeah. Yeah, and that's how it was found. Yeah. Um, also, on the bomb itself, there was, like, pictures of, like, nudie ladies that you would see, like, on, like, the flaps on the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. And then, like, some ISIS thing. It's fake ISIS that, thing that said get her done. Fake ISIS thing that said get her done. Which is, like, it's just a fucking crazy. It, all of it, it just gets crazier. It just, it just. Yeah, so it, it seems to be, and I don't know this for sure yet, but it, it seems like had this guy been more competent at building bombs, like, this could have killed people. Absolutely. He's, and, you know, that's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. But a little more about this AI guy. Yeah, I, he he had a lot of these weird tweets that said the same thing over and over. The mm-hmm. unconquered Seminole tribe of Florida rejects Andrew Gillum or rejects yeah. Hillary Clinton or whatever. And people were like, oh, is he part of the Seminole tribe? The Seminole tribe came out and said he has nothing to do with us. He no. is not registered. He doesn't even work for the Hard Rock. He just promotes events there sometimes, which basically means nothing. Um, and on his voter registration, he clicked the box white. Yeah. And Native American was an option. Yeah, that that doesn't really matter. You can click whatever, check whatever box you want. It, but that, why would he identify? I mean, if, he, if you self-identify 
and he felt himself to be seminal, why wouldn't he click that box? Because well, he wanted to be able to vote. No, that's also track. a very South Florida thing. People like to claim stuff they're not for reasons if they think it's going to make them more popular or more interesting. Well, or I think it's interesting give that them he's an angle. like the unconquered seminal, like as though he's trying to be like there's this some sort of like machismo thing about that, right? Like yeah. this tribe. I'm a warrior. From here. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And people don't really know his background. Uh, Sayok is kind of a weird name. It could be part Filipino. He looks maybe like he might be part Hispanic, but nobody really knows. No one's really gotten into that. It doesn't really matter. Who cares? Um, he's a crazy white guy. He's cra- yeah, he's a crazy white white guy. White enough, certainly. And um, But yeah, he... And, and that's also a common thing for a lot of like goofy white people to claim Native American ancestry because they think it makes them cooler or tougher sounding or something. I mean, we got into that right last week about. Like, yeah, that's interesting. We got into it last week. And certainly it's not like, you know, Elizabeth Warren never said, you know, as speaking for the unconquered Cherokee people, we right. reject Trump. Like, no, 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 no. But. But it is a weird white people thing. Yes. And a lot of people. Um, have a lot of us are native, right? Um, and maybe don't know it. And yeah, and also like I mean that's it's a really complicated thing. Yeah, it could be that this guy found he found out he's got a great uncle that's in the tribe, and now he's running around calling himself Seminole. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But the Seminole tribe was like, I don't know. No, no, he's not registered with us in any way, shape, or form, like as an employee or a contractor or in the tribe or anything. He doesn't even work at the Hard Rock. Mm -mm. Um. And that's another thing about South Florida. South Florida uh, is one of the places in the country where I don't know if gambling's legal there or not. I think it's like now there are slots in, in at horse racing places, but when I grew up, it was a big, big, big deal. And and Jeb Bush was one of the people that killed this. They were always trying to get gambling, legalized gambling in the state to bring in more revenue. And and the puritanical uh, white Christian people were like, no, 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 gambling's evil. But you could do it on the res- reservations, and you have reser- a lot of like reservations in Florida. There's the Miccosukee tribe that had the, has the big casino like out in the Everglades, mm-hmm. and then there's the Seminole Hard Rock, which is cl- much closer to the to the main part of the city. Right. Uh, f- I mean, we have that here too, right? Yeah, we have that here too. Uh, so, like, there was there, his connection there, and I guess why he might have started calling himself Seminole is because he would apparently promote events. Um, it, these events just hire promoters to post stuff on Facebook and stand literally sometimes it's standing on the corner with flyers. Like I remember in college you had all these kids that would like stand at the student center or just on the corner of the street by the university and hand out flyers for whatever obnoxious club, you know, and then they would call themselves promoters. I'm a promoter, you know, (laughs) and that's basically what this guy was aside from the catering thing. Like he was a promoter and I guess he hung out at the hard rock because he promoted events at the hard rock. And then he's like, yeah, maybe I could pass for like being Seminole. I'm going to call myself Seminole. I think that's what his deal was. Yeah. I mean, I don't. We don't, don't really know. Don't We're know. speculating. And it doesn't matter. No. Right? Like he's a, he's just a wackadoo conservative Trump loving. I mean, he loves Trump. Well, that's the thing, right? Like I I can understand where some of the the skeptical 
maybe people like your dad would see that truck and go like that that That's that can't too be real, much, right? But it's real, and people it's a have caricature been, of a Trump supporter, but it's an actual real. Trump supporter. Like, because that's the thing. Because the proof is there. Because people have been tweeting about it about this van for like two years. Yeah, and, and like they were timestamping their their tweets and showing people like, like no, this no, was this November is, of 2017. Yeah, this yeah. was March of 2017. Yeah, this was yeah. Like this no, van that's that's has the van. been around for a while. And this guy has a record for making bomb threats. And he registered to vote in 2016. I mean, I know it's a caricature of a Trump supporter, but it's also an actual Trump supporter. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's you guys, they're as absurd as we say they are. We're not making this up. This is the level of absurdity of this man is. Well, now people know that, right? Why we're like, you guys are fucking nuts. And then they're like, we're not like that. Oh, shit. And, and the whole There's thing is... There's one of us like that. Yeah. Damn. It, it, and you're like, yeah, no. The, that's the Pepe meme on Twitter and 4chan. And the you, these people exist. They exist in the real world and they're fucking dangerous. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. I mean, what else do you need? There we are. And then I guess it's time... Uh, we'll get into more of the break, but we, we need to pivot to what's going on today. This morning. In Pittsburgh. I woke up. I rolled around and I rolled over and you had a very heavy sigh. And the first thing out of your mouth was there was a shooting at a synagogue in Pittsburgh. Yep. And eight people are dead. At least that we know of. Could so be far. Could be more now. Uh, yeah, uh, we turned off the news because I could not, I could not watch this bullshit. Well, MSNBC was being <clears throat> MSNBC horrible. on the weekend. I, this woman, I don't know what her name is, but I fucking can't stand her. I think her. it's Alex Witt. And, uh, She was saying this has to be near and dear to Trump's heart because of Jared and Ivanka, Mm -hmm. which is utter horseshit and no mention of the fact yesterday he was screaming about Soros and saying lock him up and talking about globalism. These are all anti-Semitic dog whistles. A nationalist. Calling, literally saying at a rally. Why is he going to rallies? I don't know. And then they had Andy Card on from the Bush administration talking, just screaming about both sides just garbage saying and both thoughts car- and prayers. Both sides, thoughts and prayers, word salad platitudes. Yeah, and don't talk about gun control. It's too early. Don't talk about it. And we certainly need more civil discourse. And we, it's just shut. Just stop. So stop. A forty-six-year-old white guy named Rob Bowers went into a synagogue in Pittsburgh and shot it up. At, well, while a bris was going on, and Which is a circumcision, circumcision um, ceremony, basically, and this guy apparently became enraged because there's a group in the area that helps um, immigrants relocate to the United States, and that just set this guy off. The combination of those damn dirty Jews and they're bringing in dirty immigrants. I have to go do something. He said that, I think, on his Facebook or his Twitter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They they had... I saw a screenshot of it. I don't remember if it was his Facebook or Twitter. I uh, said, this is too much. I have to go do something now. And he did something. And... And what he did was walk into a synagogue with an AR-15 and shoot a bunch of people and kill a bunch of people. Yes. Yep. And so that's that's another angle. We talk about uh, the assault rifles, which somebody did. And Trump said, well, if, if they were, if they had been armed in the synagogue, then maybe this would turn out. Why better. didn't they have better protection in the synagogue? Why didn't they have somebody armed there? Yeah. That's that's what he why, said. Why wasn't the loud. rabbi strapped? 
I mean, I don't know what to say to that at this point. I also would like to talk to, I mean, you're Jewish, right? But Yes. I'm not, and I'm, I will admit that most of my life I've sort of, I've never met anybody like openly anti-Semitic, right? I didn't know a lot of Jewish people. I didn't grow up in South Florida. I didn't, I just never, it just seemed well, like a thing of the past. Again, that's a thing that, that we kind of <laughs> took for granted because growing up in the 80s, it was still kind of a thing, you know? You, you, you still, like anti-Semitism in the Klan, it was still on people's minds. And then sort of as we got into the 90s and 2000s, like those people crawled back under the rocks. Right. And right. and we we kind of had a false sense of security now. Like okay, we're we're kind of past that as Jews, and then oh, everybody loves Israel. Although that's a whole other can of worms, it is. right? But you had you did certainly have a thing where it's like okay, it looks like the big anti-Semitism ultra right wing thing is kind of passe now, right? And sort of like at least quiet, and like we don't really see. There wasn't a lot of like hate crimes against Jewish people or against synagogues. There were always a few. There right. were always a few that and, peppered in, the landscape. Like, in Colorado, not really. Like, on the West Coast, not, not really. Not in Texas, really, either right? much. But, like, I'm sure in Florida, because there is a large Jewish population, maybe more yeah, so. Yeah, there was a little right? bit more there. There was always, like, a steady stream of once in a while, like, somebody defaced a synagogue. Somebody painted a swastika. Right, right. Um, but it was like, oh, that's that crazy guy. Right, or whatever, like one dude. There right? wasn't an epidemic of it. Right. Let's certainly and, put it that I way. And I think that... And we weren't worried about somebody storming in and shooting up a synagogue. Right. Um, I think that really since Trump, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So so what, what we realized to our horror is that, no, these people didn't go away. No. And their hearts didn't change. No. They just have been in hiding. They've just been in hiding because it was so unacceptable to be anti-Semitic. Yes. And now they're like, oh, it's fine. We can literally carry torches in the streets and scream, Jews will not replace us, and then go shoot up a fucking synagogue. Which is, again, idiotic, because we're not replacing anybody. We don't want to... I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're not into, like, mass conversion. No, you don't even do conversion <laughs> at all. You have to There's beg. There's no ministry. There's literally, like, no missionary work that exists within the Jewish faith. You have to ask multiple times to join, and then they're like, well, maybe, and then no, you do all this bullshit. It's kind of an exclusive club. It yeah. is. They're, like, elitist. Yeah. Exclusive. You can't just be a Jew. You no. gotta, like, do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But in any event. Anyway. Um, yeah. Now, they have a safe space now to dwell and prosper, and then there's these the online fever swamps. And, and yes, again, it's this thing where no, not all... Trump supporters are anti-Semites, but yes, mo very large majority of anti-Semites are Trump supporters. Correct. There's just no getting remember, around that fact. I even remember in the debates, remember when Ted Cruz was like, New York values? Yeah, the wink. And I was like, oh, he doesn't like Jews. They, my and dad said that. And then your dad texted you and was like, Cruz oh, don't like the Cruz Jews. don't like the Jews. And I was like, see what I'm saying? New York values. That means... Oh, we hear, we hear the dog whistles. Yeah. We know. Rich Jewish people, right. Not even like, rich. There's plenty of not rich parts of, of New York filled with Jewish people. Right, sure, of course. But that's what he means. New yes. York values is the Jews. And the gays. And the gays. Yeah. Well, that's San Francisco values, baby. Well, it can mean both. There's, <laughs> yeah. we, knew, meant, we knew what he was saying. What he meant was Jews. 
Right. Yeah. And because this was, and the, that's where this was started. right before this, the, the Iowa primaries, primaries is yeah. where this fucking thing really like people Took were off. like, Oh, I get to be, I get to say it out loud. Great. Mm-hmm. And it's just spiraled. And now it's resulted in the deaths of at least eight people and a mass shooting in a synagogue. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we are. And you know, the, before they announced this guy's name and the fever swamps were, Oh, watch, it's going to be a Muslim. It's going to be a Muslim. And nope. no, it's not. And even if it was, no, it's not. Of course it's not. It's a fucking white racist dude. Well, this this leads to, to the conversation that we now need to have. Are these some copycats? Are they all inspiring each other? Or is this something that's a little better organized? And I think my guess is that it's just close to the election well, and well, that, there's well, the rhetorics ramping up yeah. and the caravan and we'll talk about that yeah we'll talk about break. that and but, I but, think it's just people are just getting really fucking scared and they just want to cause violence because the world isn't the way they think it should be well the, and they're inspiring each some other some other I Republicans make the point true. like these were right wingers that wanted Republicans to stay in power why, why would they be doing this that's not very helpful to the cause just from a They're purely not political acting from a political space. They're acting from a place of pure hatred, pure hatred and vitriol. fear and vitriol and anger. They're not thinking like, oh, how is this going to affect the, no. the election in 10 days? No, I just want to take out the people that are against me. And it just happens to be now. And it happens to be now because of, I think, the election, but they're not thinking in political terms and right. like, how's this going to help Republicans on the ticket? They don't give a shit. They just right. want to hurt and kill the people that they think oppose them. Or, or in some perverse way that maybe they think it helps. That maybe they think that fires up the, quote, base or that will maybe. intimidate us. I don't think they're... Because I, I, I am I still know, very but. scared that an early polling site or early on election day, there, there, there could be a guy who shows up with a gun in like a black neighborhood or right. a pipe bomb showing up right. in a black polling place. I am, I am, I'm not going to say I'm convinced that's going to happen, but... I'm it would not surprise it. me, and I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it, too. I, I definitely am. And we'll talk more about that after the break. Okay. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Irreverent Testimony. So we started talking about uh, what's going on in Pittsburgh right now. We know a shooter, a 46-year-old man named Rob Bowers, who apparently was a white supremacist. We don't know his full, the extent of what groups he, he was with or anything like that. There's a lot we don't know to this point, and and information is sort of trickling in. Uh, we don't know if he had accomplices. We, right. we don't know. I want to read this uh, post from our dear friend Mo, also a Jewish woman, uh, and amazing lawyer lady. 
Um, says, quote, one clever characteristic of this fascist regime is that instead of consolidating capital <clears throat> in the service of the military state, they have actually privatized all state functions, including violence. Innovative, but like in the same way as cancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've kind of outsourced it, right? Yep. That's an interesting way of looking at it, sure. But I, I think that the threat of state violence is, you know, around the corner of too. Yeah. Uh, let me also paint a picture of what what is coming, regardless of what happens in ten days. Yeah. Um, what did I say? Do you remember? Three months ago, six months ago, I said, "Coming up is the most dangerous time." Yeah. Right. Yeah. That 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 the three to six months before the election will be the most dangerous time for us all. Because they yeah. know that that we're going to win, probably, and that it will change everything. Yeah. That this will be the most dangerous time and some things will happen. Well, it's going to get worse, too, and because... I, it's, it, we're here, and I, mean, I was right. Yeah, but it's going to get worse in the sense of uh, people are going to get mad, our people, and we are going to take to the streets and... Especially if there's shenanigans in the election, but there are. But past that, um, we are very likely going to be at war with Iran within the next year or two. Um, John Bolton didn't take the job he took so he could sit there and look uncomfortable while Trump says stupid things at press conferences. Okay. He didn't take the job to get beat up by John Kelly in the hallway which apparently happened at some point. Like, he took the job so he could get his wars. Yeah. And he's going to get his wars. Because Trump has explained that he thinks that's helpful when your presidency is on the rocks and your popularity is on the rocks. Yeah. Um, so that's going to happen. Uh, there are a lot of indicators that the economy is ready to slide as we knew it would. Once the Trump fever kind of broke with these corporations that love these tax cuts and these getting rid of regulations, the reality is when you're hollowing out, you know, uh, with the tax cuts, when you're hollowing out the middle uh, and, and, and going to the supply side garbage economics like the economy tanks. And, and then we're running up the huge deficits with these tax cuts too. So the stage is being set for a an economic downturn we're going to have that uh the tariffs are exacerbating that so and to answer that does anybody actually think that there's going to be any restraint to tamp down on protest that's where i'm going with all this no why would there be right i mean the thing that we have to think about is <clears throat> how this administration and the complicity of the media is framing uh, us. Yes. Us being anti-fascists, right? Mm -hmm. Us being the opposition, us being the left-wing mob, us being the rioters, us being the protesters. Yes. The, the stage is being set. It's already, it has been for months of framing people who oppose this government and this shit show 
um, as being dangerous and violent and needing to be tamped down by um, state violence. Well, let's be blunt, right? Let's say Mitch McConnell is at the corner at Snarf's getting a sandwich. Mm -hmm. And you and I show up and say, hey, Mitch McConnell, you're a fucking dick. I can't believe you just forced through this rapist onto the Supreme Court. And Mitch McConnell says, fuck off. And then we knock over his, his Coke and, and leave. You know? That, that's equivalent. That's equivalent to mailing a bomb to try to murder President Obama in terms of a lot, well, all the right-wing media, but in terms of a lot of the media. Yes. When And certainly Ben Sass and Hugh Hewitt tried to make that point yesterday. Yeah. They, um, they, these are equivalencies. These are equivalencies in their mind. Making people uncomfortable is the same as sending a bomb to kill them. Interrupting their dinner. Yeah. Holding open an elevator and yelling at them. Yeah. That's equivalent. To sending them a bomb. To murdering them. So we're saying, the media and the right-wing uh, apparatus is saying, these people are, any act of protest, any act of resistance, any act of, any of it is violence. It's yes. the same thing. Yes. It's violence and it, it needs violence. to be met with violence. Yep. And so... That's it. That's where we are. And okay. I mean, look. I'm not advocating for violence. I don't like violence. I hate people being hurt. Um and also I think that this is a thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, I'm really also concerned about our less politically apt newcomers mm -hmm. on the left who keep yelling and screaming every time something happens to vote. Yes. And I think that's right. We should... Do some triage. Everybody should vote. It has That's to start thing, there. Right? Yeah. That's a thing that should happen and everybody should vote. But understand that that's all it is, is triage. And if if things go our way, which it is not guaranteed that that will happen, right? It's not there. It, statistically, Nate Silver's like, yeah. Okay, like, we'll, we'll probably take probably back the House, the house but, but that's not, not by a guaranteed. Ton. That's and not, and it's not guaranteed. And then we're probably not going to take the Senate. Right. We're not going to wake up on November 7th and the world's going to be better. Yeah. We, Let's like, imagine we take back the Senate and the House. We're still not going to wake up on November 7th and the world's going to be better. Impeach Trump. No, no. Look. And Pence. Look. So, no. Look. Look. This is real talk. This election is vitally important, but only to stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. This yes. election is not going to fix anything. It's just going to stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. And we desperately need to stop the bleeding. That's yeah. for sure, right? Yeah. This is triage. That is saving the patient from death. That's right. We're saving the patient from death. We, this is not but, going to fix everything. It's not going to fix anything. Yeah. It's just going to stop the bleeding. That's a really good analogy. Okay. So I don't want a bunch of people to wake up on November 7th or January 20th and think, Oh good, the danger is over. It's done. Yeah. We're done now. It's fixed. It's not. We have so much work it's to do. So far gone that I don't like. We have to stop the bleeding, right? We have to do that. So you have to vote. But there's so much more at this point. It's 
way, 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 way fucking past voting. Way past. Mm-hmm. Way done. Like, this was always going to happen if we elected this man, and then we did. And now we're here. And so go vote. Do that. Make sure everybody you know votes. Take the day off work and drive people. Like, that. we have to do that. We have to do that part. But then there's more that we have to do. Yeah. And some of that is going to be dangerous. And, and, and some of that is going to be... Um, I think some of us are going to lose our lives, and I think some of us are going to be in real physical danger. I don't think that's an exaggeration. <clears throat> I don't think it is either. Well, hey, some of us are already losing our lives just for being Jewish or black, so... Right. You know, what do you what do you want? Right. Right? Those people at Kroger, I don't necessarily think were political activists. They were just trying to buy their fucking groceries. Right. People at the uh, synagogue today were just attending a bris. Right. Um... So you don't have to be an activist to be in danger. That's you just right. have to. But I think to be an activist, some of us are going to have to put ourselves in some danger to help and protect other people. Yeah. And when we look at what's happening with, you know, the trans community, um, just as one example. Yeah. Of the violence that the state is enacting upon um, our communities. Um, you know, there's not really many links that I won't go to protect the people that I love. And some of those people are black and some Mm -hmm. of them are Jewish and some of them are trans and some of them are queer. In fact, I don't know anybody that doesn't fit into one of those categories, I think. Um, So it's really a time, I think, to sort of reflect and think about what you're willing to do to protect the people that you love. And I think we're coming upon that time. Yes. And so... So with that, why don't we talk about the new trans... um, Erasure. It's a very... It's really hard for me to talk about without crying. It's a very Um, obviously, I believe, cynical attempt to to drive the base out to vote. I agree. But basically talk about what it it means. Doesn't make it any less dangerous. No, it doesn't. um, For the people that we love. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Currently... um, the Justice Department, without the support of the EEOC, which is part of, you know, the government, um, is arguing before the Supreme Court that um, discrimination against all LGBTQ people um, should be allowed. Mm-hmm. And their basis for that argument is, you know, sort of religious... Religious freedom stuff. Freedom stuff, yeah. which we just put uh, Gorsuch, he's a big fan of that. Um, and then, of course, Kavanaugh. So it's really likely um, that the Supreme Court, with its new makeup, will come down with um, with the 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 judgment that um, it's okay again to discriminate against all LGBTQ people, um, which means that. Luckily, I live in Cap Hill. I don't think Steve's going to kick me out for being queer, as he is yeah. an old gay man. However, but he could. Uh, he could. Yeah, he could decide under, under this law if this becomes if this, if this Supreme Court case comes down the way I think it will come down, um, it will be legal for my employer to fire me. It and will would, be that, legal. would that supersede state law? I guess is my question. Yeah. So the state can make a law that says you can't do that, but um, 
I think in Colorado we already have legal protections for LGBTQ people in terms of employment, but not housing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like might be safe, but it, it's really serious. Like we're rolling back <laughs> protections for LGBTQ people. And then on top of that, so that means I can get fired. I can get evicted. Um, denied, denied housing, yeah. medical care, yeah. like pretty much anything. Yeah. No. It's no longer against the law to discriminate against me because I'm queer. That's what the Supreme Court's about to say. Um, in addition to that, uh, President Trump would like to define um, gender as only two genders, mm-hmm. um, which would erase trans people, but I would also like to point out that it would erase intersex people who are genetically born as not male or female, mm-hmm. but as intersexed, and that can look like a lot of different things depending on the chromosomal makeup of that person. Um, but so like medically erasing an entire group of people who literally were just born not male or female. Um, I don't know what that looks like for them, and I can't imagine how horrifying and scary it must be. But I know that for my trans friends and loved ones um, and non-binary folks, it's a really fucking scary time. And uh, it could have really, really devastating effects um, for that community. Um, a couple of They're things, really fucking uh, scared. I mean, they're they really be. scared. And I'm... Now, you know... I I was a little concerned when this announcement was made. It was kind of going to go way under the radar, but it really didn't. Yeah. It really got a lot of pushback. Yeah. And a lot of attention. And I think that they were maybe caught a little off guard by all the attention it got, unless they just wanted the attention because it's going to gin up their base before the midterms. But now the courts to this point have struck down a lot of that more egregious shit but the problem is they're they're continually stacking the courts with these awful horrible unqualified even to be judges garbage people and and so we can't keep relying on the courts to save us from this stuff no that's gonna fade away no in fact the courts are going to be against us on this stuff Mm -hmm. i mean we just changed the makeup of the court fundamentally when we elected donald trump we changed the makeup of the supreme court fundamentally and of all the appellate courts and of all the federal district courts, um, he's appointing hundreds of people to these positions. And um, the courts are going to start voting the wrong way. That's just going to happen. And so the way that the balance of power works, right, supposedly is um, the courts can only vote on what the law is and they can vote egregiously wrong, which they have constantly done throughout history. Um, And then what we have to do is change the law. And what you do to change the law, right, mm-hmm. is you elect people who are willing to change the law at a congressional level. Right. And a state level. Yeah. So state, not saying that... State level is a big one that we have just overlooked for so long. I, know. I think we're starting to figure that out slowly. And I think while everybody is looking at Congress as they should, I, I think we have a really good chance to flip a lot of state houses and governorships but we'll see. And, and attorney generals yeah. are crucial. Yes, crucial yes. Crucial to but, this. But we'll see. We'll see. There's so much to 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 talk about uh, after you know Tuesday, the next Tuesday. But 
yeah, that's where we are. The courts, we can no longer rely on the courts to save us. No, and we can rely on them to fuck us. Probably, And yeah. then we're gonna, it's going to take years for legislation to pass and go into effect to overturn court rulings that fuck us, mm-hmm. um, particularly around, particularly around LGBT issues. Yeah. Um, because it takes a long time. Legislation takes a long time. Yeah. Um, and at the state level, it's particularly crucial. Um, yeah. So it's grim. And, you know, I just want to, like, hug all of you. <laughs> and I really want you to, like, be extra nice to the queer people in your life because mm-hmm. it's really fucking scary. And, yeah, I don't know. And I was watching this, um, I guess it was Drunk History about Stonewall. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about how the cops could just go into gay bars and just fuck people up and put them in jail, you know? Mm-hmm. And how awful. And I, it's like, I don't know how long it is till we get back to that. I mean, you start taking away protections and I don't know. Well, the, and again, this all, this loops back around to what I was talking about before the break. We're not going to wait around for a stone wall this time to fight back. Um, right. And so how is the government going to react? Well, I think that Trump is going to say these people are terrorists and yep. they are – we need law and order. And again – It's you're, a national emergency. Yes. And you'll have a weird pushback from corporate America on this. But like, yeah, the <laughs> – I was it was just going off Mo's thing about how they've privatized violence. Well, yeah. there will still be state violence. Yeah. Just with the help of the privatizing of violence, right? Sure, sure. You you'll have And uh, the state will always take the side, right, of the right wing. That's just how police works. Mm-hmm. Looking even at like some of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. The state was had the interest of protecting the protester, the the Tiki Nazis, guys, yeah. right, against the violent, dangerous Antifa, which, if we have to have a reminder, just means anti-fascist, which everybody should be, or you're a fascist. Um, <laughs> yeah, by its definition, that's kind of what it means, right? <laughs> it's literally what it is. But but old so, white people are terrified of Antifa, so and they okay. think it's like some organized group, which is hilarious. But anyway, um. Yeah, no, the the state will always take the side of the right wing. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that we've always known. Um, and if you've ever been part of any movement ever work, uh, it's just always the case. The state will take the side of the corporation. The ta- state will take the side of the oil company. The state will take the side of um, the right wing Nazis. That's just the way police works. Mm-hmm. And so... We're not just fighting against the guy who shot up the synagogue, although we are fighting against him. But while fighting against him, the state's going to take his side and we're going to have to fight against them too. Yeah. And that's just the unfortunate reality of electing a fascist. Yeah. And I guess we're, we've given up on the whole gun control angle, right? Because yeah. this guy went into a synagogue with an assault rifle. Correct. And 
a year or so ago, we were saying maybe we can do something about assault rifles, and I guess we've just totally given up on that. And I, well, now maybe we can do something about Nazis. Well, maybe we can do something about Nazis with assault rifles. But there you go. And that brings me to another point that you had a lot of both sidesism with the bombs talking about the guy that shot up the congressional baseball game and shot Steve Scalise. And I I would engage with some right-wingers on this and the conversation would always, always, always end completely abruptly when I would say, yeah, okay, I know that guy was a Bernie supporter and really I wish he wouldn't have had access to those weapons. Mm-hmm. Dead silence. Just the conversation ends there. Right. Like, okay, Oh no, we don't, you don't want to talk about that, huh? Yeah, yeah I, I really had wished a, a, a baseball field full of Republicans wouldn't have gotten shot up because a crazy asshole wouldn't have had access to those weapons. Right. But no, they want, they are glad that guy had access to those weapons. Maybe not that guy specifically, but in the grand scheme of things, if a crazy guy, even if he hates Republicans, has access to assault weapons and is able to shoot a bunch of Republicans, that's okay because altar of the second amendment right so the republicans who like to use steve scalise as a a living martyr will also say yeah but it's okay if we have to sacrifice a steve scalise at the altar of the second amendment right and i'm saying no that's not okay with me it's fine with them to sacrifice literal elementary school children at the altar of the second amendment sure but my point is rachel if Steve Scalise had died in that attack, would there be no. would would they all no. of a sudden be interested in no. banning assault weapons no. or reducing there clips or anything? There is nothing. There once literally, I've said this before. Once Sandy Hook happened and we did nothing, that was it. It's over. The conversation is over. It doesn't matter if it's a Republican congressman. Doesn't remember, matter if it's 50, 60, 70 people in in Las Vegas. Literally, there is nothing. If we think that the deaths of children at school, elementary school children at school is okay, then there is nothing this country will ever do about gun control, period. There isn't. It just isn't going to happen. It's not. And we just are okay with it. Yeah. It's just a reality. I think you're right. It's not, you know, shooting up a bunch of black people in church or a bunch of Jewish people at synagogue or it doesn't. Or, no or a bunch limit. of white people at church that happened in Texas no not limit. not too long ago. There's no limit. That doesn't matter. We are done. That conversation is over. And I love all these Parkland kids, and I think they're fucking great. And I hope that they have success. But I have no hope that that is true. In terms of actually l- making legislation that real gu- makes real gun control. real real gun control yeah. no. We're not doing that. We're never going to do it. Even in Colorado, when we tried, they just recalled all the legislators who voted for it. Right? Like, we just have no political will, no matter the cost. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's hard to argue with that. You know, I. I... I'm sorry that it's just not. It's just not. Just isn't. I can't be like, oh, just vote. I don't. It's just. (laughs) We have no political will for that. There will no, be many, many more deranged people with AR-15s shooting up places all over the world, all over the country, forever. That's just a reality we have to live with. Mm. And the people who live there, right? oh, I never thought it could happen here. It's like it can happen anywhere. It, well, it, it talk to anybody with kids. Yeah. 
And the first day of school, the first thing they bring home is a checklist. So they have studied their their barricading doors and hiding from gunman plans. Yep. Like that. that is our reality now. Like, okay, there's a spate of school shootings and we could have done something about everybody with guns. But instead what we decided to do is teach kids how to try to hide from bullets. Yeah. You know what's the most fucked up thing? This American Life this week did a thing about gun control. Maybe it wasn't this week, but I listened to it this week. Mm-hmm. The most fucked up thing is that the same week that the Parkland shooting happened, right? They had their mass shooter training at the school. Yeah, I remember that. And <clears throat> literally that same week, right? Mm-hmm. And like all the teachers they interviewed, like none of them followed it. And as a result of none of them following it, they saved a bunch of kids' lives. How's that? Um, You're supposed to lock everybody inside, shut your door, and don't let anybody else in. And a lot of the teachers just didn't do that. Okay. Like, kids were running because the way that the bullet sounds were, like, ricocheting off of the walls. They weren't sure where it was coming from. They weren't sure it was coming from. So some of the kids are running toward the bullets. Yeah. And so these teachers were just, like, leaving their doors open and just grabbing kids and making them come inside. One teacher had, like, 65 kids in her classroom by the end of it. And had they locked them out, the kids had been stuck in the hallway with the shooter. Or running toward the shooter. Yeah. Right? Um, Yeah. So I guess the point of the episode was, like, this doesn't work. And what are we doing? Well, none of it works. None of it works. It's not. It's, Arming it's the teachers f- won't work. Having no. more armed security guards. That's that's one thing that kills me that I know the media is not going to do their job on. When when they had Trump today, they were interviewing about the uh, him about the synagogue. It's like, well, if there were armed guards inside the synagogue, then it's like there were armed guards at Parkland. There were armed guards at Columbine. There were like a, a, a rent-a-cop with a gun or even a, a, a legit School cop resource officer. with a gun, if one or more people shows up with an assault rifle, that is no guarantee you're going to stop anything. No. It's far from it. Well, just shoot the fucking cop and then go forward. I mean, uh, Again, I, in the conservative fantasy world, the good guy with a gun is going to shoot the bad guy right away. And, it, and it's like, in reality, there's been lots of situations where good guys with guns were there and they couldn't do it because... Or they were really problematic because then the cop didn't know who the shooter was because there's multiple people with guns out. Oh, God. Right? And well, then it, it delays the, the police response because they can't figure out which is the bad guy with the gun. Mm-hmm. And then your life's in danger because you're running around an sh- active shooter scene with a bunch of cops and you have a gun out. You Are you the bad guy with the gun? How the fuck You don't the have cops a fucking know? badge that says, I'm the good guy with the gun. It's absolutely absurd. Yeah. And law enforcement has said it's not effective. It's not helpful. No, yeah. Blue lives matter until it comes to this crazy gun rights stuff. Then we just don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're the most important thing ever. Oh, they said they don't like guns. No, we don't. No, like no, we're not listening to them. What oh, are, they said they, they don't want to prosecute pot anymore. No, they, they don't know anything. Yeah. But blue lives matter. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And support our troops. But not when they come home. So, yeah. Now Trump is literally calling for, I guess, I don't know if it's for armed guards or for having the rabbis be armed. I don't I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I, that's the best we can come up with. Thoughts and prayers, guns. both sides, and more, more guns. guns. More guns solves guns. Good. That's so helpful. So, anyway, the point originally was... I, I guess we're not even going to talk about the gun control angle, and you're right in saying what's the point. Right. Um, Why? Yeah. We're the, done. The political will is not no. there to do anything no. ever. 
about guns, even though no, you shoot a bunch of five and six year olds while they're at school and nobody does anything. That's it. Even though we now know that the NRA is actually a a, a place for like funneling, a terrorist organization for funneling money from foreign governments to interfere in our elections, like that's okay too, apparently. Yeah. So. That's where we are with that. So we just we the only thing we can <laughs> Such talk an about podcast. <laughs> the only thing we have to talk about is the fact that the guy that shot up the synagogue was a Nazi, not the fact that he had an assault rifle, which he had no business being able to attain. Whatever. It's bad that he was a Nazi. I guess it's fine that he had an assault rifle. Is um, it bad that he's a Nazi? Do they think that that's the thing? Or are we gonna be like he was a disturbed man with mental health issues. Well, if we can filter through the false flag stuff that he's actually a secret ISIS guy, like they said about the Las Vegas shooter, or that he's actually a Democrat, or so I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure somebody has, has posted somewhere that he's a registered Democrat, as if even if that were true, that mattered. Um, so, I'm, you know, if you can wade through that and get to the discussion of he's just a crazy guy. Um, they won't, I, I don't know. Yeah. Are they going to call him a terrorist? Probably not. I mean, I suppose the DA will classify it as a hate crime and that'll be all we get. Yeah. Yeah. I guess at least we should get that right. Um, <laughs> is that where we are? It's so crazy. Like this fucking white woman on my Facebook feed was like, I would like to post something about positive politics. Mm-hmm. Here are some of the, and she's a, you know, liberal, supposedly, newbie. And uh, here are some of the things that I think we should talk about. And here are some of the methods that I think would be successful in talking to your political opponents. Find something that you agree on, like roads. <laughs> Try to find compromise where you can. Suggest compromise. You like roads, right? You like driving on roads as like opposed roads? to Do through the swamp. Do you also have the a swamp? car? If you have a car and I have a car, we have something in common. Roads. <laughs> right? Jesus. And I'm just reading through this and I was like... Oh. Okay, but they don't want me to exist. So maybe we can, you know, try to deal with that before we talk about the fucking roads. How about that? I don't know how to compromise with these people. I don't know what world you live in. Maybe other her, than I do know what world you live in, which is a fucking no, her, bubble <laughs> of rich white lady who has never really had any adversity other than being a woman and and never really thought about anybody else in her life. Talking maybe, about how she just doesn't like how angry people are and they just are arguing so much. No, they don't want me to exist. How the fuck do you compromise on that? Where? Tell me. Tell uh, me which way to compromise on my existence. If you meet Maga Marge for co- coffee and you say, hey, Maga Marge. You know, we you both d- have cars. <laughs> we have some middle ground here. There's no. I don't want to talk about the fucking roads until we figure out whether or not I get to exist. How about that? Well, maybe she's saying if you can agree on the roads, then then you're like, then Maga Marge will go. You know what? Maybe we we have enough in common that you you can't exist. But it'll just be me, because we have common ground now. Not the rest of not the, the other eight hundred million yeah. queer people out there. No, right. she'll have to one on one. Marge can have a lot of coffee dates. I mean, and then once we've ticked Marge off the list, then then we'll go to her sister Susan. And right, then, and then the <laughs> other thirty percent of people who support Donald—I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> we don't. I'm sorry, we really don't. We and I don't think Rhodes is gonna get at like <laughs> trans erasure well, and 
you know, immigrant children. Well, and well, what was number two on her list? Black people. What was number two on her list after um, Rhodes? Flowers. Fi- Flowers no, are pretty. Find uh, if you can find a thing that you if you search your values, and yeah. you can find a thing that you could offer a compromise. Offer the compromise. What does that mean? And then if they don't take the bait, then maybe they're a lost cause. But try to find <laughs> and it's like, lady, 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 like. Okay. I don't. <laughs> there is no compromise on my right to exist in the world. I don't know how to compromise about that. You know what this lady's deal is? This lady meets, uh, gets her hair done, not to be sexist, sounds sexist, but gets her hair done next to her conservative friend, Judy. And her and Judy talk about lots of pleasant things, probably never politics. Right. But they, you know, they talk about their kids, their kids and, and, and how lovely the uh, azaleas are. Or I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make jokes about how their husbands don't know how to put this, you know, spoon in the dishwasher <laughs> and they just leave it in the sink. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. ha. See, Turns out Judy we get votes along. Democrat and Marge doesn't. And they're right. friends. Why can't you be friends? Right, right. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's that simple. They found common ground and everything's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I can't. I can't. No, there is no more common ground. And I'm sorry. And I know people are like, this is this pervasive thing of like, we need more civility. We need more civility. It's mm. too polarized. Yeah. It's like that is a false equivalency. That is saying both sides, right? We, it's we, too we, polarized. We are being civil. We are not firebombing shit. Not yet. Not yet. We're not blowing shit up. Uh, we are. You are literally trying to murder us and effectively murdering us in many cases Trying to wipe us out of legal existence, make it okay for us to not be able to have a job or a house. Or healthcare. Or healthcare. Right? Putting children in cages. Where is the fucking, what, how, how can and then I be civil with you? And, what, where's the civility? And then we're saying, no, we shouldn't do that. Oh God, are we I being get uncivil? to exist. Stop murdering us. Don't put that baby in a cage. Okay, well, we're saying you're, you're like, a fucking asshole for putting a baby in a cage. Wow, aren't you being civil? uncivil? Where's the civility on the other side? This is all uncivil behavior. This is the lack of civility. I'm not going to meet you with politeness when you're meeting me with violence Yeah. and genocide. I'm not doing it. I have no place for it. I have no space for it and I have no time for it. I'm done. So fuck being civil and fuck being polite and let's not not polarize. If they want to not polarize the situation, stop. Well, we're light years beyond civility, right? Right. But everybody keeps talking about it and it's like, Jesus. And then Eric Holder and Hillary Clinton basically come out and say a tame version of what I just said. And they're like, oh, my God, the left is so violent. And you're like, no, yes. Well, right. I, I yeah, think I no, think that I think, I think that whole line gr- died a grim death. Like, you know, it was just a week ago where we, the left was a crazy mob because we were confronting Mitch McConnell having dinner. You know, and, and Eric Holder was like, when they go down, low, kick we them. kick them. Yeah, and and now when they go low, we do kick them. And now you punch a Nazi. I, I don't think that has any more currency, right? Because we have, you know, literal bombs and Nazi shooting up synagogues and. 
okay. They're still going to try to do it. I mean, Hugh Hewitt was still doing it yesterday. Um, but, yeah. Eh. Eh. Is anybody no, buying I this shit anymore? I don't know. I'm not. I can't. No. Well, no. Y- your, your friend on Facebook maybe is, but, you know. The what? roads, though. <laughs> we all have cars. The roads and the tulips and aren't puppies cute we can agree on that right see kumbaya no no more no more i used to argue with these people i used to try to you know like my dad and i've been arguing for decades and i try to bring him around and i brought him around on a lot of things and it's just exhausting you know now it's like i thought that there was some value in that but i mean i the mask is off. The facades are gone, right? Mm-hmm. We used to try to make ourselves believe that if we could just let them know who we are, then they wouldn't hate us so much. Right. They would say, hey, look, we're human beings. Now it's, no. That was always false. Yeah. I'm saying my dad hates me, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but if, if you weren't you, if right. you weren't his daughter. Right. I would be the enemy. The I am literally the embodiment of everything that's wrong with the world. Yeah. Except that I'm his lovely daughter who he loves. Well, that's a problem. And your dad wasn't radicalized. He just, he, he kvetches. But, you know, but. Watch enough Fox News, you know, listen to enough Rush Limbaugh. Yep. I, I'm the literal embodiment of everything that is wrong with the world. Right. And I don't know, your dad probably doesn't go on like 4chan, get into the real fever swamps. and. You know, that I don't stuff. think he knows who QAnon is, but you know, somebody explained it. I'm sure he would be like, "That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that right. makes perfect sense. That right. is the way the world is. Right, right. I'm just one of these, like, you know, well, queer, antifa, literally, literally all of those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we got a couple minutes left. Uh, Should we talk about something nice? I don't know about what, What's nice? nice? I don't know. <laughs> what's nice? We're going to have a Rocky Horror Picture Show pajama party tonight. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. That should be fun. <laughs> We're going to get together, all of us. Are we dressing up? Am I going as magenta? What's? I mean, what's I'm going to wear the pantsuit I have on right now. It's I, don't a have, I don't have any gold like lame shorts. Not a jumpsuit. What do you call it? It's like a 70s. It's a, yeah, it's a jumpsuit. Jumpsuit. It's really cute, and it feels like pajamas, but it looks fancy. Uh-huh. So I'll probably wear this. Okay. But I might also wear some pajamas. Should I wear my outfit from last night? <laughs> yeah, you had a show last night. Well, Meatloaf almost wears that. Uh, well, he's got the leather jacket, I guess. He doesn't have striped pants. No, in the movie. right. I'm, and I'm not I'm not a big guy. I don't no. look anything like Meatloaf. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you could go as Rocky. I could go as Rocky. <laughs> I'd have to get some Gold LeMay shorts and shave my chest, but... I mean, Sandy has Gold LeMay shorts. I bet she does. She does. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Well, that's our fun. So we'll do that and we'll put pictures on the... No, we're not. No, we absolutely will not do that. <laughs> no pictures <laughs> for you. No. <laughs> All right. Keep All right, your sanity. So like, and go. yes, go out and vote. You got to do it. Again, we're not minimizing that. that. That is like you gotta literally... You got to stop the fucking patient from dying. Yes. Right? You got to stop the bleeding. But then that's not, you're not done. No, that's the beginning. That's the beginning of maybe trying to fix this. Maybe. That's okay. The patient is stabilized. Now let's work on every organ in its body that's right. si- that's sick and diseased. And also the cancer. Yeah. 
you just got you have a cancer patient that got into a terrible car crash. <laughs> so we gotta stop the bleeding and then we gotta yeah, fix the organs. Cauterize and then, the, the arteries. Right. And then we gotta like, you know, do some chemo oh. of the cancer later. And after which is that, gonna be painful. Which is gonna be really painful and, and make long you throw up. and make you throw up and you're gonna feel like shit most days and then it's gonna eventually maybe get better. Maybe. 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 But we have to try. But you gotta stop the patient from bleeding right now and that's voting. Yeah. So do that. Yeah. There's no, yeah, we're not doing uh we we we're not doing uh, euthanasia for the republic. No, we're no. going to try to do first do no harm, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Okay, uh that's it for us. <laughs> Sorry it was so depressing. Uh, and, uh we're really ranty on Twitter today if you want to find it uh yeah. at irreverent duo, reverent testimony at gmail.com, patreon.com/reverenttestimony, stay active, stay tuned, stay involved, vote and talk to you next week. Bye.